Sporting Goss with Tim Gossage. Morning, everyone. It's three past ten. Thanks for your company. 18 degrees in the city. Glorious day in WA town. Heading for a top of 22 degrees. Rain coming. Wow. Oh, that's right. Grand final's not this week. Um, It's going to be a beautiful day today. We're going to make the most of it. We've got a massive show and we've got things to give away. We've got big announcements to be had, so do not go anywhere. And don't forget, you can always be part of this show. And how do you do that? You write these numbers down and you use them, 13, 12, 55, or you can go the easy way out, 0487 736 736. Big show. And the man who puts the, together the show is I like to describe him as the producer to the star. <laughs> You dropped an S there, I see. Yeah. 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 Well, he only does the other bloke yeah. who comes under the star's banner, only does four hours a week. And I'm talking about the great Adam Gilchrist, Gillian yeah. Goss, Monday and Friday. A lot of people think we always say Monday to Friday, but we're not. not. So. No, no, it's only Monday not. and Friday. <laughs> two hours Monday and two hours on Friday. But what he does four do. Four hours of power. He sneaky, sneaky listens to this show. Yeah. So when he's there, the morning gilly, morning gilly on the the three story abode over there in Peppermint Grove, <laughs> he is uh, seriously, he's got it. He's got S E N W A, banging, blaring out yeah. over the uh, wireless speakers yeah. that surround the manor. Correct. Wait, what have we got coming up on the show? Plenty. Our man Mick Collis will be in. He was pretty flat last week after the loss to the All Blacks, the crushing loss to the All Blacks here in Perth. So hopefully he's a bit more up and about now after a huge win over the Springboks. I recall him shutting down the Wallabies, saying that they are the greatest embarrassment of uh, all time and that really they shouldn't be allowed to play international rugby until they improve their performance. Did he use those words? I'll Not try and quite find those words. <laughs> but we'll go with that until he walks in and he can justify and defend. His attitude was giving off those vibes. Oh, he was terrible. He wore thongs last week. Yeah. Does he know that the heavyweights are in town? We can't say That's who they point. are, but the heavyweights, the heavyweights are in are town. Here. Everyone, all the desks here at SENWA and our offices here at Optus Stadium are taken. Everything's moved. All the regular workers, they've all been shunted into one little corner. I'm in the computer room. That's where I am. <laughs> I'm in the... Uh, no, no lights in there either. No lights in there. <laughs> Got to use mm. my phone. Uh, anyway, he'll be coming in. Mick Collis, looking forward to that chat. But he doesn't just do a rugby. He does all things with a bit of a twist. He's a very, very funny man. If you haven't seen the Mick Collis Sudoku National Team World Championships uh, public speaking, you ain't seen nothing. <laughs> Get around it. Uh, yes, looking forward to that. The great man will be in very, very shortly. Big news as well this morning. Perth Wildcats, they've announced a new signing. Fresh, shiny New, exciting. It's a new purchase for the team. Jack. Oh, look at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jack Purchase yeah. has been purchased. He's going to be lining up for the Perth Wildcats, 26 years old. He's a pick and pop four man. Is he? Yep. Is he? Yeah. I'm That's sl- huge. I'm learning all these things. I've got a sneaking suspicion. Mm. I'm, be, I'm going to be dusting off my NBL commentary suit. I, don't, I can't say too much. That's, oh, that's a big call. <laughs> big call. Well. Because there's no one oh, else no, in town. has the rights. You'll be empty. We own the Wildcats. Get your porn. Get comfortable. Get your poppy corn. Uh, so that's going to be good. I'm looking forward to that. 26 years old. He's what six foot nine or something. Is he 26? Yeah, I think so. I think about mid 20s. Around. Oh, because he played in the states, didn't he? He was He's playing, playing in Hawaii. Ball. Hawaii. Yeah. So that's going to be a lot of fun catching up with him right off the top of the 11 o'clock hour. Yep. Uh, Greg Clark. Sando Millist. Subiaco Superstar. Give him the medal now. Give him the medal now. 
give him an AFL contract now and give him a premiership now. That's what's going to happen in the next couple of months for that man, Greg Clark. And what a wonderful, wonderful young man he is. Very team. You yes. listen to when he speaks, and I'm, I'm going to try and get it out of him. In fact, you don't even have to get it out of him. He goes team first. He's very much the Ash Barty of the Waffle. Yes. We, 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 not yes. me, me, me. No, very good point. That's why you are, for those who don't know, uh, this man who somehow just walks in now and assumes that we're going to start with him. <laughs> His name is Chris Plapunas. Special K, he is the producer to the stage. You may have heard him on a rival radio stations, but we headhunted him, plus we didn't have a big budget. And <laughs> <laughs> Very true. He's on board. and um, Pay peanuts, get monkeys. Correct. Anyway, we've got so much. What else have we got? Tyson Beatty. Oh, Star Spangled Banter. As well. What about his call in the waffle on the weekend, him and Steve Malaxos? It's good, wasn't it? Uh, to get Stav on board as a special comment. I mean, he's a wonderful, wonderful coach. He is anyone who can eat as much as he <laughs> eats whilst doing special comments. If you listen closely, you can <laughs> hear it in the background. Sandwiches and scones. <laughs> the great man, Stav Malaxos. Uh, may we also add that yesterday... Mick from Bunbury Town. So, so these are all listening on the SEN Spirit 621. Oh, good okay. morning. Yeah, good morning. Mick of Bunbury, Grant of Burracup, Richard of Eton, Kerry in Bunbury, who we did ask a question of you yesterday, Kerry. Yeah. And you refused to answer. Just came back with their name again. Just wanted to answer <laughs> twice. <laughs> Kerry Lalich, are you related to Judd, who played at Essendon and East Perth? Please respond. Uh, ben, who listens on the app in New York, Scotty in Torquay. That's in Victoria. That's that's G Long country. Yeah, get around him. Hey, yeah. Um, tractor in Spearwood. Good to have tractor on board. Have I told you the tractor story? <laughs> Does ring a bell. I think you mentioned it yesterday, actually. <laughs> uh, Charlie is in Hocking. Brad's in Jero listening on the app. Hello. See you later, tractor. Mully's in Millbridge. <laughs> Mully was working on the Collie race course last week. That's right. Don't know what he's doing this week. Jared from Gillespie. <laughs> What's his name's Jared Gillespie. I think Jared gave us his full name. Yeah, Jared, any chance you can tell us where you're listening. Sunkissed of Melbourne. Trav listening on the app in Claremont. Beck is on the app. We never, you never tell us where you live, live Beck. Ray is in um, Waruna. Love Waruna. Phil's in Busso. Troy's in Bunbury. And Mike listening on the app in Palmyra. They are in Goslotto tonight. Locked in. Locked 20 in. mil. Well, we, we, they're not getting the 20 mil. They are getting a share in 20 million Correct. buckaroonies. Correct, and that's tonight. But if you want to, get in the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Okay, 0487-736-736. But this is your last chance because you've only got an hour and 50 to get in. Otherwise, you're out. That's it. You can join all that. Now, if you already messaged yesterday, don't message again. You don't get two bits. Okay? But 0487-736-736. I've got the ticket in the hot little hand. You've seen the ticket. You picked have, the ticket. I did. And you hate those numbers. Yeah, they're not good numbers. All right. Which it probably means a lot. It probably means that yeah. it's a bigger chance because I'm terrible. Had anything to do with luck. 0487, that's why you're not in the syndicate. 0487, <laughs> me out of it. 736, 736, who you are, where you're listening, and you are in our Goz Lotto draw tonight. That's right. Do you see what we're doing with that? Uh, the Goz Lotto. Yeah, see, see how so it says, the top, top of the ticket, what does it say? Uh, Oz, Oz Lotto, and then you're putting a G at the front of it because it's like your name. <laughs> 
That's very good. Hey, very good from you. <laughs> <laughs> Got a Philip Brady. Cheech is listening in Avely. Yeah, I know you are. Hey, Cheech. Oh, yeah. yeah no, he was on the syndicate. Already I missed his list. name. I missed his name oh, out yeah, there yesterday. Sorry, Cheechy. Nice work. So if you want to be in our syndicate, 0487 736 Big show coming up. Huge show. Okay. And don't forget as well, by the way, we've named all those great guests that we've got coming up. Go subscribe to the podcast. Download them oh. as well, especially if you miss a hey. moment. Hey. And then tell your friends to do it. Hey. Get them involved. Not Get them to, I am, as part of the sporting goz, sorry, goss family. I am, Get them involved. I am unhappy about that. Oh. I'm really disappointed oh. because let me tell you, in the month of August... 3.4 million, quote, and and we can't do the numbers. This is the numbers provided mm. by the podcast overseer, okay, the podcast gods. Yeah. 3.4 million SEN podcast downloads across the month of August. 3.4 million. Good numbers. Huge. Right? This is 20% up in July, okay, and I was going through the list. What about this? SEN Breakfast with Gary and Tim, Mornings with Waitley, Drive with Bob and Andy, Drive with Joel and Fletch, Breakfast with Vossie, The Sounding Board, AFL Trade Radio, Sports Day, Dwayne's World, Breakfast with Kane and Hazy. That's the top ten. Hang on. <laughs> scrolling, scrolling. Hang on. So this is my point. Where are the West Australian supporters of what we do here? Yeah. Get on to the po- – so sen.com.au, download the app. Go to the podcast, listen in catch-up to either Gillian Goss or the feature interviews or the whole show if you don't hear it between six and eight. Also, Sporting Goss, if you miss an interview or you want to hear it again or you want to share it with your mates, we need your love. Yeah. Because, you know, we're not even – so 3.4 million in the month been listening to SEN in the podcast and we're not in the top ten. Yeah, it's outrageous. It's, it's not right. It's ridiculous. Fact, that's an oversight. Now, sure, they've got a longer run-up. They've had plenty of years behind them <laughs> yeah, to build point. that audience. Oh, good point. But but st- the, the point remains, guys, people need to start downloading the podcast, tell your friends about it, get involved. You can find it on Spotify, Apple, all those good places, and uh, we'll tweet out the links and all that stuff yeah. uh, on socials. So all these that's people it. who are listening, who have now texted in 0487 736 Get in the money, Goslotto Steve. Mully from Millbridge. Mully, you're on the list yeah, yesterday. Mully, Mully, stop double double dipping. Mickey G from Mandura, listening on the SEN Peel dab, of course, no doubt about that. Zach is in Willerton, Goslotto. Nice work by you. Also, uh, Sam from Bustle. I think that's Bustle. Bustle Highway. <laughs> Just sitting on the highway. Kim's in Bell Divers. G'day, Kimbo. Helen's listening on 621 in Darden Up. Fantastic. Deborah from Bunbury. Good on you, Deb. Thank you. Brad from Jero listening on the app. Get us in Gosloto. You're already in from yesterday. Oh, good to see Derek from Cooking Up is in. Oh. Great spot, Cooking Up. If you haven't been to Cooking Up, you have not been to Cooking Up. I think I've and, been to Cooking Up. Yeah, you would have driven past it. No yeah. worries about <laughs> that's, that. That's what it was. Yeah. Don't, don't, be, don't hey, be dismissive. I'm not. Uh, it's a beautiful place. Um, download the podcast. And even if you're not going to listen to the pods again, just download them anyway. Yeah, we Get need our the numbers, numbers up. Yeah, we Come need on. the numbers up because, up. because when the heavyweights walk through the office and they go, oh, they're those two guys that aren't in the top 10 of <laughs> yeah. the $3.4 million downloads. All right. Get in behind us. Get in behind us, please. Um, listen to your, all your podcast, plus Andy and Bob Mosley. I don't know who Bob Mosley is, but uh, 
Oh, Bob, oh, Andy and Bob. Oh, wow. Most good one, Dad. 14, <laughs> 14 past 10. We're going to take a break, but we will play this. Adam Trelaw has been uh, awesome. He was awesome against uh, Port Adelaide. He was part of that Western Bulldogs. He bounced back. He copped some absolute shtick from everybody after his pretty poor performance the week prior about, I don't know, it looked like what looked like a lack of interest or bad body language. And Luke Beveridge, who I thought was a bit over the top post-game uh, after the win over Port Adelaide and attacking some of those who were critical of the work of Adam Trelaw. But Adam Trelaw had his right of reply on dealing with last week. He had a bit more to say. As we take a break, this is Sporting Goss. This is Adam Trelaw from the Bulldogs. Good morning. It's quarter yeah, past ten. Um, extremely wrapped. Um, it was obviously a real challenging week for me personally. Um, yeah, it was quite challenging to be honest, but... Uh, the one thing that I do love about the footy club and, and being a part of a footy club is um, the backing that you get from not just the coaches but the players and the supporters and, and the love and care that I got from so many people, um, you know, in, in my circle and um, supporting me and all they care about is, is me as the person, not the footy player, is something that, um, you know, and those people know who they are. So um, I'm truly grateful for that and um, really put me in a good headspace going into the game, um, you know, against a team that uh, was one of the best teams all year. And, um, yeah, just for me, it was just getting back to the basics and that was getting out there and actually really enjoying being out there. It's been, you know, sometimes, as I said before, it's been a challenge being away from, from family and and from your loved ones. And, um, yeah, for me to get back out there and just enjoy what I was doing, really loved being out there with my teammates and um, knowing that if I contributed and, and, and played to the absolute best that I can in the role that I'm in, was going to yeah really um, set not only myself up with a good performance but um, help set my teammates up with a good performance. So personally, really wrapped. Um, we'll definitely be looking to build off that. Um, I still I still feel like we're really um, building that cohesion, especially within that midfield group. And um, yeah, I still think we can go to a new level, and um, hopefully we can do that in the grand final. And was there any bit of extra motivation just given some of the criticism that you did get during the past week? Well, yeah, you, you always hold that with you. I think um, you'd be lying to say that, you know, as an athlete, you you, you wouldn't be extra motiva- motivated. But um, to be honest with you, I didn't really read anything about it. It was just, um, you know, the, I kind of know what was getting spoken about early on and I just kind of just left it and only worried about what I could control and that was um, my training standards throughout the week and, and the way that I prepare my body and, and go about it and putting myself in a really good frame of mind to go out there and really attack the game and um, and just enjoy what I was doing and, and that's one thing that's always been the biggest thing for me is, is just to really enjoy and um, kind of feel like that 10-year-old self when you're a kid, you just love being out there, just being out there with your teammates and your mates and um, sometimes you can get drawn away from that because of the pressures of the game and, um, you know, and, and, and how things are going. So, yeah, I, uh, I was definitely extra motivated but, um, you know, no, no more motivated than what I would have been any other week. So, um, like I said, it's a really good platform for myself, not only myself but for us to just attack this next, um, you know, week leading into the Melbourne game and... Yeah, hopefully lifting that Premiership Cup. That'd be nice. 23 past 10. Welcome back. Having a rough day in Collie today, says Karen. Sorry to hear that, Karen. Hopefully you're now in the Goslotto Syndicate for tonight. $20 million draw. Westy from Denmark. 
We should have the Westie in the bench warmers. We should get a bit of Westie in the bench warmers up on. He wants to be in Goslotto, but he said, I'm going that well down in Denmark. I'm making millions from the sales of my songs. Donate my winnings to charity. Josh from Bunbury says he listens when he's on the tractor. What happened to Goslotto on Saturday? Um, trust me, if I'm still here, Josh, that means we didn't win. Uh, it's 23 past 10. Here's Westie and the bench warmers. It's about time, Our time, Tazzy had their own team. Rest in the bench warmers listening from Denmark. Mick Collis is in the studio. Mickey. Hello, Goss. Good to see you. Yeah, likewise, mate. Uh, we're going to talk about the Wallabies in a moment. This morning on ABC News, Tony Armstrong, who does a great job, former Adelaide Crow and Sydney Swan, uh, very strong opinions, uh, very knowledgeable, of course. He was reading the sport about Tim Payne, of course, SEN Tazzy's Tim Payne, going in for surgery. Mm. Have a listen to how it went. Tim Payne is set to undergo neck surgery, but medical staff remain confident that the veteran will be fit for the ashes. Payne has a bulging dick that has been disc that has been that's a funny one has been causing him pain. I'm going to throw to you very quickly, Michael. Bulging what? Disc. Disc. I said disc. That's what. That's what I thought you said. (laughs) Thank you, Tony. Just going to drink water. (laughs) Mate, over to you. (laughs) Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, It happens. Have you ever made a a folks par like that? No, probably not quite as good as that one. Yeah, especially on television, which has gone absolutely viral now. Yeah. Uh, welcome. Um, gee, a, long, a week's a long time in rugby. Un- unbelievable. I No one saw that coming. I want to take you back to our conversation oh. we had in this very studio <laughs> when you were wearing thongs and shorts right. last week. This week you've dressed up, which is nice because our bosses are all here. Can't tell you who they are, but they're very, very, very big hitters on SEN. Of course, this is our conversation we had about the Wallabies uh, and where they're at after being thumped by the All Blacks. They were flat. Yeah. I can't believe they've been here for three weeks, pumped up for it. Yeah. Got something to play for. Don't want to get beaten 3-0. And we're 18-0 down at a half time. And I'm going, what? Is that the best we've got? Yeah. Like we mentioned yesterday in the call, I, I think, not not individually, but I think as a group, I think they're a bit mentally soft. They look like their heads heads dropped a few times and, and a couple of missed tackles. And, and you just think that, yeah, like they were flat. And I, I I think a lot of it was mental yesterday. I don't I don't know. What you've got to do to when you've on the, been on the hiding of the, they've been on over the last couple of weeks, and you've got a bit of time for redemption in in front of a crowd here and with a, on a nice day, and they can't lift for that. I there's some problems going on. Fifty five thousand people, too, mate. Yeah, yeah. We've just been beaten three times convincingly yeah. by the number two team in the world. Now because our confidence is so high, we're going to go and play the number one <laughs> team in the world. So we have got two tests against South Africa, okay. which is I don't think is going to be pretty. No. And then we've got Argentina thrown to the mix. So Argentina's one rank below us, but I think by the time we get to Argentina, we're going to be so mentally destroyed mm. that I I think we might maybe get one of those games out of the two. We just we don't have the depth, and if we lose one guy, well then we think, oh, what do we do now? So it's a, it's, a, it's just a mess. Do you, do you record what we talk about, do you? <laughs> Incredible turnaround. Look, no one, as I said, no one saw it coming at all. It was, um, and it, no one would have expected that. So I don't know whether, but the funny thing, we've got a really good track record against South Africa. And in the games we've played here, I think it's um, it's probably even in the test matches we've had here. There was some stat that, Five out of the six Quade Coopers played, or we won five of the six that Quade's played. They've brought him back out of four years in the wilderness. When you knew he was coming back, what was your first thought? Is that a step backwards? Um, and 
the old Quade Cooper from four or five years ago, we'd be going, where's his investment? You know, wh- where is he at between the years, on and off the field? Different bloke. Completely different bloke. And, I don't, and, and you know, James O'Connor's a bit the same. Yeah. So, but they, both these guys are in their 30s. So they're not the long-term answer, but but you can't – you've got to win test matches. And the guy that they had, Noah Lolasio, although he's good, he's only 20. He you a, were critical of him the previous yeah, he week. he just wasn't any good. Like, I think he can be good, but at this stage – He's not. He's not ready, and it's a big jump from Super Rugby to Test Match Rugby, and and I just don't think that he's there yet. So they were going to. They would have plugged O'Connor in if he was fit. And again, he was this young brash kid came in at seventeen mm. and thought he was a rock star. Yeah. And and when the brand, the, I remember when Peter Vlahos, who works here at SEN, door stopped him. I reckon walking across the road in Oxford Street and Leadable when he was leaving the Western Force to go play for the Rebels. Rebels because of his brand. For the brand, and I thought you prat. Yeah. And everyone thought the same. He was the Justin Bieber of rugby for a long time, and no one liked him. Went off the rails. He went to England. Uh, he came back here. He was the starting fifteen for the Wallabies against the Lions, and and no Super Rugby team wanted him, so he, he went away again. Came back, went away, came back, and and finally now he he's just everyone loves him. So he's he's matured, and I think Cooper was in that same era where they had just this brash group of guys. It was Curtly Beal, Digby Uwani, mm. James O'Connor. Um, Quade Cooper, these young guys that had the world at their feet on good money, thought they could do anything under the Robbie Deans era, and it, it just wasn't good. So I think Quade's had time to get away. He's been playing second-tier rugby in Japan, so he's away from all the hype and people telling him that he's great every day, and he's obviously matured and, and come back. And the guy can play. He's always been a very good player, and I think with that, the ability and the maturity now, what he, what he delivered on the weekend, he just steered that ship. And that's what that number 10 has to do is just – they just direct traffic. And but there was flair. There was I watched that team. They look more – it's almost like Dave Rennie, the coach, said he's in the team and we want an injection of flair, even if it doesn't come off. We just need to be productive because they weren't productive. We watched that game the previous week, and you're the expert and I'm just a nuffy. But they just were passing the ball trying to think, well, will there be a hole here eventually? Yeah. And the 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 All Blacks gave him nothing, mm. and it was just keep you off. That's all it became. It was, it was yeah. So I don't want it. You have it. Well, I don't yeah. want it. You have it. And yeah. that's, that And there was no structure, and it was it was terrible to watch. But you know, on the weekend, I mean, South Africa plays such a boring style of rugby. I was watching that first half, and I'm thinking, if you're the first time watcher of a game of rugby, you'd think this is ridiculous. Yeah. Because they just do this box kick, box kick, yeah. box kick, and it was it was boring. So we we were able to. You know, and Quade, he kept putting it behind them. He tried to because they're a big side. You try to turn them around a bit, and Quade's got the confidence to yeah. do that. Whereas someone like Lolasio, everything it's like a, a golf with the yips. You know, you think oh, I'm a bit scared to make this putt or this this shot. I'll lag it up there. So you just wait. So yeah. whereas Quade's, he's he's done it before, and he's prepared to to back himself. Whereas Lily has to think oh, I don't want to make a mistake. Whereas Quade's happy to make a mistake. Stay with us, watch it, um, because uh, it's a lovely. I haven't mind it. Although it doesn't no, look like I it. don't think you did. <laughs> I, need to wear, I wore a jumper on the way in to try but, and help with the creases. Let me tell you, if you iron something, probably want to turn it on. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get a Quade Cooper game-winning kick after the siren. It is the 10.30 news. We'll go to Quade Cooper into the news. This is Tuesday's edition of Sporting Goss with Mick Coss. He said it's not all about the rugby. He just wanted to be a better version of himself. Or can he have the best of both worlds in 2021? Quade Cooper... For the win. It's on its way. It's on its way. It's good. Quade Cooper is the man. 
27 away from 11, 19.6 degrees. She's a warming up nicely. Jack Purchase, New Perth Wildcats signing after 11 o'clock. Greg Clark from the Subiaco Football Club. They're into the second semi-final. This kid will be playing on an AFL list next year. Tyson Beattie talking all things American sport with star Spangled Banter. And, of course, plenty more. We're also going to hear from Adam Simpson. Mick Collis is here. How's the book? It's gone all right. Yeah. Apparently I got a call from the uh, publisher last week and he said they're very happy. It's been one of the successes of the whole Father's Day time. So the bookshops are going to keep it through to Christmas. So it's, um, and I had, actually had an email from a bloke this morning that I've never met, E. Barbie, offering me a suggestion for a volume two. So I'm, okay. I'm, I'm pondering volume two. So explain to me what and the listeners what volume one is because um, we gave away the signed copy that you gave us and... So yeah, so it's called I'd, Australia's. I'd, tu- no, I'd like a second. Copy. Australia's toughest. Well, I'll organise that for you. <laughs> Australia's toughest sports people. So it's twelve athletes who epitomise the grit, courage, and determination of Australian sport. So okay, just, and they are rattle them off the dozen. Here oh, we go. geez. So Rick McCosker, John Sattler, Alyssa Camplin, Anna Mears, Curtis McGrath, Hayden Button Jr., uh, Robert Dippier, Dominico, Dermot Brereton, Dean Jones, Nathan Charles, and oh, Gillian Rolton, and. One other. It is a good book. It is beautifully presented. It's beautifully written, and it's 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 adversity. And some of the people that you hear the stories inside of it, you know, I haven't heard of. You mentioned John Sattler. Yeah, John Sattler. So explain to me who John. So Sattler rugby is. league player, yeah. uh, captain of the Rabbitohs in nineteen seventy grand final, broke his jaw in the sort of third minute. He just got, and that was in the old days where it was just brutal. Yeah. Was, same with the AFL. It was just violent at that time, and he just got cleaned up by this bloke, and his jaw split. So his jaw was in three places. So the only thing holding it together was his skin. And he was one of only two players that wore a mouth guard at the time. So he said to keep it in place, he would push it up and just bite on his mouth guard. And every time he made a tackle, his jaw would fall out. So he just said, I'd just push it back up again and bite on my mouth guard. I'm thinking, you're crazier than I am. um, And how does he look now? Looks good. He's got, although, you know, sadly he's got a bit of dementia coming in, which I think from that era, we're going to see a lot more of that um, coming through. And he, you know, took a lot of knocks. So he's, um, he's certainly slowing down. I caught him just as he was just starting to go. So my timing was pretty good with him. Funny you should say that. Um, uh, a, f- a family member of mine is, uh, has Alzheimer's. He's in his 70s. And it'd be interesting to know, you know, you can have the Alzheimer's Association and, and, and help uh, inside the Alzheimer's Association and people. But is there a connection with sporting people who suffer from it? And you talk about dementia. I'd be interested to know whether, because I, I reckon some people and, and, the person that I know is suffering from it doesn't want to go to an association, sit there and, you know, oh, this is the process and this yeah, is the okay. way. He wants to hear real stories, almost admission stories. Yeah, I suffer from and this is this is my life. And then and they're more relatable. It's almost, yeah. I'd be interested to know if anyone out there knows of anywhere that uh, sportsmen or women who uh, suffer from Alzheimer's and dementia where they can – share their stories yeah. and know their stories. And no, that's not being disrespectful to the associations who are, do a remarkable job. But some people who are driven by sport, success and failures and the battle and the brutality of, of their sporting days and winning and losing and all that sort of stuff and have grown up with sport, they're different to Mary and John who... Completely. You know what I mean? Completely different. So I'd, I'd, be hope, I'd love to know if there's an association out there or a connection somehow because I think there's more than just my family member who's suffering at the moment, a lot of people out there who would love that connection to the, where they can relate to someone that could ho- possibly give them a positive outlook mm. and rather than just an arm around their shoulder to say, yes, this is what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, and it's not pretty. It is not. Where to now for the Wallabies? Well, they've got the Springboks again this week. 
and I, I don't think we'll have the fairy tale this week. And but if, funny thing, Quade Cooper, he's been trying because he was born in New Zealand, and he's been trying to get Australian citizenship, and he's applied four times, and they keep knocking him back because they said he hasn't got proved that he's actually done anything for the benefit of Australia. <laughs> And, and he said, I've played 70 test matches for the Wallabies. What more have I got to do? So he's not an Australian citizen? No, but now after he's, he kicks or eight from eight to win this game, all of a sudden it's been sped through and apparently uh, today I think it's coming out that they're going to make him an Australian citizen. Wow. <laughs> That's wacky. Just bizarre. Yep. So he applied four times and been knocked back four times. Could you speak to the same people that are helping on Quade Cooper to get Bryce Cotton through too? That would be great. That would be handy. As it? our network does own the Perth Wildcats, we would like him to be an Australian, Australian so we can get another American. Correct. Yeah, but so we got there. Wallabies got the Springboks this week, and I, they'll. I think they were a bit complacent last week. The Springboks, and they won't be. You know, there's four four yellow cards on the weekend. Yeah. So I don't know rugby. I don't know what's going on with um with rugby. It needs to try and sort itself out a little bit. Um, I do believe that again from a mug sitting in the cheap seats. You're an ex player and you know the game. Hearing the refs talking. To the TMO, yeah, very American now, isn't it? Yeah, and I and I and I'm not convinced. It, I think it should be understated rather than highlighted because you hear the conversation. Oh, I reckon it could be a yellow card. What do you think? And then yeah. he responds back. And the crowd go, Hooray! yeah. Um, you don't get in that in AFL. I just have a sneaking suspicion they could still watch it, yep. have communications with upstairs, yep. and when the final decision is made, then, they speak. then you speak. Yeah, because and, and again, I think it's, it's gonna... making the referees into something. That, that bloke, yep. as much I don't know who, whether he's a, he was an Englishman, yep. I don't know whether he's an experienced international referee, but I, I felt like he was loving every minute of it. Yeah, and and I think the the, the risk they have with that because rugby's got a great tradition of being respectful, as we spoke yeah. about with with the referees. Yeah, and I think if you start opening it up to where you've got, you're hearing conversations, whether a bit, oh, I don't know, what do you think? I don't know. It takes away that authority from me, for the referee. So I think it just Agreed. needs to be the ref's call. You'll disagree, well, 50% will disagree, 50% will agree, which is every decision, and then you move on. But once you start this this conversation, that just, then you're going to have, I just think that's a downward spiral. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Dan on the text, 0487736736. Where is the book again? Where do I buy the book? What's the name of the book and how much does it cost me, the book? So it's Australia's Toughest Sports People, available wherever you buy books, Collins, Dimmick's Bookshops, Target, Big W, um, all those shops, or just if you Google Australia's Toughest Sports People, there's heaps of places you can get it online. And Rick McCoskey's on the front with Rick his... Rick McCoskey was the 12th, the one I forgot. <laughs> so he's the cover he's the and cover you forgot him. I forgot Rick McCoskey. Yeah. And he's the one with the bandage around the centenary test of 77. Centenary test, yep, went out to bat, scored four runs, broke his jaw, came back three days later. Thanks for coming in. My Thank pleasure, you for Goss. dressing up. My pleasure. Appreciate it. Tie in a suit next week. Next week, all right. Mick Collis joining us on Sporting Goss. Always love our chats. It's 20 to 11, 19.6 degrees. Perth Wildcats have named Jack Purchase. He's a young man who's got a bit of an experience in the NBL with the Adelaide 36ers and Melbourne United. Played in the uh, NBL 1 comp in Tassie and dominated He's also come from Hawaii, playing in the uh, uni- uh, college ball, playing uh, in for Hawaii, the uh, University of Hawaii. Greg Clark's going to join us, of course, from Subiaco and Tyson Beatty. We have got a very big hour and a half still to come. And don't forget, 0487 736 736, your last chance to get into tonight's Goals Lotto draw, $20 million. Ticket is here. Names are on our list Tell us who you are and where you're listening. And if you want to be in our draw, it costs you nothing to play. All you do is tell us who you are and where you're listening and you want to be in Goz Lotto. It's 19 to 11, Sporting Goz.
Stunning blue skies. Hope you're enjoying this day. Of course, make the most of it. Tomorrow there is a bit of rain around and it's going to be a little cooler in a couple of days' time as well. Thanks for your company. 13 12 55 or text 0487 736 736. Hey, Goss, love your work. Mate, can I go in the draw? You certainly can, Craig from Bustleton, and thank you for your support. Big Scotty from Swan View. Good on you, Scotty. Veronica, hello, Veronica in Australind. Yes, please, into Gauls Lotto. Don't forget, this is not, this is not Lucky Lotto that the beautiful Nay does on, of course, Spirit. This is Gauls Lotto. This is where it all started. This is where it all morphed out of. Uh, but uh, fantastic. Benno, you're in Bayswater and listening on the app. Thank you, Benno. You're in the draw. Uh, Paul's in Esperance. Sam's in Australind. You are also in our Gauls Lotto draw. If you want to be in it, 0487 736 Make sure you've got a pen and paper ready because I'm going to read out the numbers so you can watch the draw tonight or get online. And I've got the ticket right in front of me, okay? So if you are those people who are in our draw from yesterday and today, be listening. Still to come after 11 o'clock, the new Perth Wildcats signing. He's a talent, Jack Purchase. His dad played over 250 games for the Melbourne Tigers with Andrew Gaze and Big Dave Simmons and uh, Leonard Copeland and Warwick Giddy. All those guys, of course. Greg Clark from Subiaco as they prepare to take on South Fremantle in the second semi-final. And Tyson Beatty, star, spangled banter, all things American sport. Adam Simpson was a part of AFL 360 last night. He had plenty to say on a range of subjects. Let's dissect Simo's performance on AFL 360 on Fox. Of course, I think with Jared Waitley and Jason Dunstall, I think was last night. Simo had this to say about Melbourne and the Bulldogs playing off in the grand final next week. Well, look, when you get to those prelims, you really just want to play your, your own brand in your own way. And um, you, you do a bit of work with the opposition. But essentially, you do what you've been trying to do all year. So I think they go in with confidence. Both teams look healthy as well. Um, and the good players are playing well. So it's going to be a really tough game to pick for the grand final. But yeah, the, the way they both went about it, you could sort of tell that they're in the sweet spot, which is um, very important this time of year. So you've been through it before yourself, Simo. How do you put great performances like that into perspective when you know there's another big challenge coming in a couple of weeks' time? Well, it's it's brand new this time around because there's two weeks to hand. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm trying to think which club um, needs the break. And you probably say the Bulldogs who, who've been going every week and um, whether that's an advantage or not, you just don't know. But the, it's a different angle now because you, you make a grand final, suddenly you, you get into, I need tickets, I need... Families, yeah. I need <laughs> to set up everything, and then um, all of a sudden it's grand final parade, and then you know, then you play. But there's a there's a bit of mind games going to happen the next uh, ten days. I mean, they're both over here, both in hotels. But how they manage training, what do you do on Friday at main training is going to be really interesting. With how hard do you really want to go? Um, so all those things are, are, are to play out, and whoever handles that best will obviously handle it better on, on grand final day. Adam Simpson talking on all things grand final, in particular on how he feels having the grand final here in Perth. Very flat. <laughs> I'm sorry, boys. You know, I know it's great for WA. Uh, we're embracing it. Um, there's a lot of um, cashies available in the next couple of weeks. Um, so, but that's that's the disappointing part for us. Um, you know, we, we underperformed this year. We didn't get a lot of things right and we're, we're disappointed about that. But, uh, I mean, when's this going to happen again? Um, I'm sure Brisbane, to a lesser extent, they, they had a really good season last year, but your opportunity to, 
play finals on your home deck is um, uh, no matter what, and a grand final is um, something that we would have cherished, and no doubt Fremantle the same. So, not not to be. It's actually interesting. The last two years with um, the games being played all over Australia, the home grand advantage is going to be really interesting going forward. Even finals in recent times, hmm. um, a lot of the away teams are getting up. You know, it's um, and it used to be a really difficult challenge. It still is, mind you, but I think the adversity that clubs have gone through and the resilience that you've seen across the board has held everyone in, in better stead for interstate travel and we're hoping that reflects on us uh, in the future when we travel as well. Adam Simpson, AFL 360, the coach of the West Coast Eagles. He was also asked about bouncing back and rebuilding to win a flag. The driver behind the 13 premiership was really the Hawks got beaten in 12 and you know those players were hell-bent on getting that flag and they worked so hard through that break. So it can work, how, work yeah, the other way as well. Rats, uh, we, we lost the 15 grand final by... We got humiliated, really, by 50 points. And I don't think we recovered too well for the next season and trying mm. to work out how to mm. address it. I think when you lose by a tight margin, you can sort of manage that and, and, and work with it. But when you get blown away and you say, oh, geez, we've got to get a harder edge or we've got to do this differently in pre-season and it's all based on sort of one game. Yeah. Uh, if you don't get that right, sometimes it takes a few years to, to, to bounce back. So I'm sure, you know, both Geelong and... Um, and Port will work through what they need to. But, yeah, it's an important couple of weeks after the, after the season. Adam Simpson, and with plenty to say, you also heard the voice of Brett Ratton there as well. As for whether there should be a bye before the grand final, Adam Simpson had this to say. That's a great question. I, I look, if you're a team that's, that hasn't missed, uh, that come from outside the top four, it, it's perfect. I, I would have thought Bevo would be... Um, you know, it, despite the injuries, just just getting over a big campaign, um, they can decompress a little bit for the first few days, enjoy what they've achieved, and, and no doubt Melbourne will find their advantages on it too. But I get the feeling both clubs have got themes in the background, and um, you know, how do you continue that message throughout the week? How do you follow it through on game day? All those things are interesting, but it is a new it's a new take on on um, a prep for a grand final. Adam Simpson, the coach of the Eagles, and that was all courtesy of AFL 360. 0487 736 You're running out of chances. If you want to join Goz Lotto, heaps of you want to be involved, and thank you. All you have to do is text 0487 736 736. Starry from Mullaloo wants to be in the draw. Good on you, Starry. Now, just a reminder, too, download the SEN app. Get onto the podcast, any catch-ups, any shows, not just ours, and there's so many podcasts that don't that are just simple podcasts that you can hear if you go down there. There's gardening and health and well-being and uh, all sorts of different sports as well. If you go to our podcast, uh, go to our app, should I say, sen.com.au also. Go onto the website. Have a look. There's just so many. And as I mentioned before, in the month of August, 3.4 million downloads of podcasts for SEN, and they are uh, that is a staggering amount of numbers. That's twenty percent up on the previous month. But we'd like to build our numbers, of course, with Sporting Goss and also Gillian Goss and anything else you hear here on SENWA on Spirit, of course. And we know we've got a big audience down there in the southwest. So if you are listening on the southwest, spread the word around, get on board because it's going to be an exciting couple of years ahead. I get a breakaway. We'll come back. We'll go to the break. Hearing from David Kosh, the Port Adelaide president. He spoke on 5AA on Sports Day there. Um, what happened to his team, Port Adelaide? Kosh, he's never won to pull his punches. This is Sporting Goss. Oh, disappointed, shocked.
shattered, embarrassed with the way we play, really owe our members an apology for what happened on Saturday night. Last year, we were gallant. This year, we're embarrassing. We had a shocker on Saturday night, not walking away from that. But the foundation that Kenny has built, the team that he has built, is applauded right throughout the industry. And I know my job is to get through the emotion without making any decisions at all and look at the facts and look at the data. Coming up after 11 o'clock, Jack Purchase, the New Perth Wildcats signing. Greg Clark from the Subiaco Football Club. Tyson Beattie talking all things American sport. On the way, don't forget Kia News today at Jones Boys Bunbury Kia. Great people, amazing cars. Hello to the Jones Boys. If you're in the business for buying a vehicle and you're in the southwest, or even if you're not in the southwest, they'll do a great deal for you. So thanks to the Jones Boys Bunbury Kia. Hi, Goss. Sean in Mundajong listening while spraying weeds in the sunshine. Keep up the good work. Good on you, uh, Sean. 0487-736-736 is the number. Question being asked this morning and over the last few days is who should present the Premiership winning cup to either team? Well, I think Gary Lyon should be doing Melbourne's. Long-time captain. Gary Gary Lyon! 200-gamer, twice club champion, twice leading goal kicker, bona fide star of that football club, and I think it's an absolute lay-down mazair, Gary Lyon. What about the Bulldogs? Obviously, it's hard to get someone to present the cup. Danny Southern's in town. Popular man. Does a lot for the community. Matthew Boyd. Of course, long time. The uh, captain. Yeah, captain, wasn't he? I'm pretty sure he's captain. Dogs. If he wasn't captain, he should have been. He's in town. But Gary Lyon, he's the one. That's what we want. Gary Lyon to present the Premiership Cup. Yeah, a bit of Lyon action. 11 o'clock, big hour coming up. Stay with us. Sporting Goss, 20 degrees in Perth, is the news. Tearing up the cock, building up the heat. Here we come. Oh, no. Here we come. Oh, no. Here we come. Yeah, Perth Wildcats are on the prowl. Yeah, baby. Ah, the Wildcats rap from the halcyon days of the Perth Wildcats. In fact, there's never not been a halcyon day for the Perth Wildcats. They are the most winningest basketball team, sporting team, probably in the world, to be brutally honest with you. And one young man who's jumping on the Wildcats, and it's a great news, the Wildcats have signed Jack Purchase, of course, sharp shooting Aussie Ford, a two-year contract, and he has got a wonderful pedigree, and he's been kind enough to join us. Hey, Jack, congratulations, mate, coming across to Perth to take to join the Perth Wildcats. That's everyone's dream. Oh yeah, thank you, mate. No, it's uh, it's really exciting. I can't wait to uh, get out there and um, get amongst it with the boys. Of course, your your old man Nigel played many a long year for the Melbourne Tigers, alongside, of course, uh, Andrew Gaze, of course. Uh, um, you're who's uh, I think he's your uncle as well, and uh, you're his nephew, of course, uh, the Australian basketball legend and royalty. Uh, do, uh, Dave Simmons, uh, Warwick Giddy, Leonard Copeland. I mean, you would have been hanging around basketball as a kid. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm very lucky. Been around basketball my whole life. Um, it's in my blood. You could almost say, uh, Dad. When, growing up, Dad used to say, if you uh, if you don't play basketball, you don't eat. So <laughs> I've been playing ever since I was a, ever, ever since I was a little fella. 
Yeah, mate. Um, and obviously your connection to the NBL, you've had a couple of stints now, Adelaide, of course, and also Melbourne United. But this is now step up time. But you're not a boy. I mean, you're not a little boy. I mean, you're 26 years of age. So you've been around, you've been around men and and the and basketball at the at the top level of course in your time at uh, university of hawaii and the like i mean you're ready to go i mean you're ready to really step up yep yep i'm ready to go mate i'm uh, looking forward to it and uh just grateful for this opportunity to play for first and uh Play in front of the Red Army. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely cranking. We're looking forward to it. Of course, uh, the uh, Sports Entertainment Group, are, uh, the new owners of the Perth Wildcats, and of course, uh, the owners of this radio network, which is fantastic. Hey, mate, you played in the uh, NBL One competition for the North Adelaide Rockets and the Hobart Chargers. Averaged 18 points, 40% long range. I think you had nine rebounds, uh, three assists a game, a couple of blocks. You're in pretty good form. Oh, yeah. It was going all right, mate. It's... I kind of got stitched up. We, I was, I was playing for a Ho, uh, at North Adelaide, and then I went down to Hobart, and I was only able to get five games in until the uh, lockdown came in, and the season got put on hold, and then eventually cancelled. So, you know, I was, I was going all right. The team was rolling. We were playing pretty well, but uh, unfortunately, the season got cancelled. All righty. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna read a quote out um, from, of course. Uh, well, I think it's actually a quote from you in regards to the right. Wildcats pre- <laughs> a Wildcats press release. Jack Purchase oh, okay. is our guest. That's no, no, all good. It's all good. All righty. Uh, I want to read this quote. I describe myself as a pick and pop four man, a stretch four man who can knock down the three ball. Can you explain in simple terms what that means to people who know have no idea what that is? Um, so I stand there, I set a screen for Bryce Cotton, he dribbles off, he throws it back to me when when he gets doubled, and then I shoot it from three and I knock it down. Thank you very Does much. Does that make sense? Oh, does it make sense, Purchase? That's exactly <laughs> what we want to hear, Jackie boy. Um, to play alongside Bryce Cotton, mate, I mean, you would have watched him for the last couple of years, the complete domination. Yep. I mean, the Wildcats were gallant in the playoffs last year. Without him, I thought they were absolutely courageous, and it was almost the best straight sets loss uh, you'll ever see in the NBL, of course, uh, without yep. Bryce Cotton. He's good, isn't he? Oh, he's unbelievable. He's probably he's one of the best imports to ever come into the league. For sure. I mean, just watching him, watching him throughout the season last year. I remember I was sitting on the bench for uh, Adelaide last year, and I think we we're up twenty at half time. And you get this feeling, you're like, "Oh, this isn't over yet." And then Bryce just brought brought him back and did what he does and won him the game. It was uh, it was amazing to watch. It is. They're also a very young group, the Perth Wildcats. Now, there's a few changes on their list, of course. A few. I mean, they've got a bit of an experience as well. And uh, look, they've got Vic Law, who's who's coming to the team. I think he's going to be an add up. Uh, he's going to be an add on. They've still got an import spot. Bryce Cotton could become an Australian any day soon now, and and that would open up another import spot for someone. Going to be pretty powerful, the Perth Wildcats. You must be incredibly excited to to be in such a huge franchise that really commands. And I know being in Adelaide, uh, you understand what that's like. But this is three or four times bigger than that. I mean, oh, Perth yeah. Wildcats command front and back page. Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's it's uh, something that I can't put into words. I'm really excited to get out there, and it's going to be awesome. We got Vic Law coming in. He was one of the one of the better players in the league last year, and going to be able to guard him every day. He's only going to make me better. So I'm really looking forward to that challenge and uh, doing what I can to help out the team. 
Yeah, well, Scott Morrison, of course, the new coach, uh, already making noises. Danny Mills, who's running the, the front office operations. Mike Kelly's over here, of course. Great player in his own right. And then also uh, coaching as well. I mean, so all it's going to be a no-excuse uh, ball um, ball club. When do you actually get over here at the moment, Jack? I know you're in Adelaide. When do you pack up and, and join the rest of the crew? Yeah, I don't know. Not sure yet. I'm, I'm th- I think it'll happen pretty soon. I'll be over there, but don't have a date just as yet. But... Um... I'll speak to Danny and and uh, Coach, and we'll see. What, we'll try and figure it out, and I'll, I think I'll be over there pretty soon. But I'm not, I'm not too sure when I'll be there just yet. Twenty-one degrees in Perth today. Purchase uh, oh, blue beautiful. sky, home of the AFL Grand oh. Final. Great man. Um, yep. Not bad. Beautiful, mate. I can't wait to get out there. <laughs> I might get a couple of tickets to the granny either. Oh, okay. Well, well, I might have to put you. If you can get here quickly, uh, you could be there. Yep. Uh, okay, I'm going to read out your stats from your Hawaii, uh, Hawaii senior years, of course, in Hawaii. One of three players to start all 31 games. Big West second team honours. Um, uh, you won the Most Outstanding Player Award that garnered the Art Woolaway. You co-led the team in scoring that year. You led the team in blocks. You were second on the team in rebounding. You led the team in scoring, rebounding uh, during the Big West action. You had three games of 20 or more. You recorded two double-doubles of the season. Um, how good was that experience when you look at someone like a, a Mooney, of course, who had never played NBA but came across him, was a dominant big man in the competition last year? College ball, just explain to the listeners how important that is. I know that's a couple of years ago now, but if you can bring that form into a regular role here at the Wildcats, um, you're not going to be out of place. Yeah, well, first of all, I uh, I got to live in Hawaii for four Oh, what a shame. He was telling us he was living in Hawaii for four years. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Book him, Danu. Uh, nah, we'll leave him go. We'll leave him go. We'll, we'll get more. of. I'm sure when Jack Purchase arrives, we'll get him in the studio. He sounds like a pretty good, cool dude. Perth Wildcats, size and perimeter shooter. So just repeating, we might just cut up the pick and pop four-man bit because I want to explain that. So that's his quote. And now he's dumbed it down for our listeners. What a pick and pop four man is. It's 21 degrees. Thanks, Jack. Jack Purchase joining us. Sorry that that line dropped out, but he's coming to the Wildcats. If he comes soon enough, he wants tickets to the grand final. That might have got him over the edge. Here we go, the Wildcatties. Yeah. Coming up after 11 o'clock, Jack Purchase, the New Perth Wildcats signing. Greg Clark from the Subiaco Football Club. Tyson Beattie talking all things American sport. On the way, don't forget Kia News today at Jones Boys Bunbury Kia. Great people, amazing cars. Hello to the Jones Boys. If you're in the business for buying a vehicle and you're in the Southwest, or even if you're not in the Southwest, they'll do a great deal for you. So thanks to the Jones Boys Bunbury Kia. Hi, Goss. Sean in Mundajong listening while spraying weeds in the sunshine. Keep up the good work. Good on you, uh, Sean. Zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six is the number. Question being asked this morning and over the last few days is who should present the premiership winning cup to either team? Well, I think Gary Lyon should be doing Melbourne's. Long-time captain. Gary Lyon! Go to Gary Lyon! Yes. 200 gamer, twice club champion, twice leading goal kicker, bona fide star of that football club, and I think it's an absolute lay-down mazair, Gary Lyon. What about the Bulldogs? Obviously, it's hard to get someone to present the cup. Danny Southern's in town. Popular man, does a lot for the community. 
Matthew Boyd, of course, long time the uh, captain. Yeah, captain, I'm pretty sure he's captain. Dogs. If he wasn't captain, he should have been. He's in town. But Gary Lyon, he's the one. That's what we want. Gary Lyon to present the Premiership Cup. Yeah, a bit of Lyon action. 11 o'clock, big hour coming up. Stay with us, Sporting Goss. 20 degrees in Perth is the news. Tearing up the car, building up the heat. Here we come. Oh, no. Here we come. Oh, no. Here we come. Yeah, but Wildcats are on the ground. Yeah, baby. Watch out if you're in the way. Ah, the Wildcats wrapped in the halcyon days of the Perth Wildcats. In fact, there's never not been a halcyon day for the Perth Wildcats. They are the most winningest basketball team, sporting team, probably in the world, to be brutally honest with you. And one young man who's jumping on the Wildcats, and it's great news, the Wildcats have signed Jack Purchase, of course, sharp shooting Aussie Ford, a two-year contract, and he has got a wonderful pedigree, and he's been kind enough to join us. Hey, Jack, congratulations, mate, coming across to Perth to take oh, to join the Perth Wildcats. That's everyone's dream. Oh yeah, thank you, mate. No, it's uh, it's really exciting. I can't wait to uh, get out there and um, get amongst it with the boys. Of course, your your old man Nigel played many a long year for the Melbourne Tigers, alongside, of course, uh, Andrew Gaze, of course. Uh, um, you're who's uh, I think he's your uncle as well, and uh, you're his nephew, of course, uh, the Australian basketball legend and royalty. Uh, D- uh, Dave Simmons, uh, Warwick Giddy, Leonard Copeland. I mean, you would have been hanging around basketball as a kid. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm very lucky. Been around basketball my whole life. Um, it's in my blood, you could almost say. Uh, Dad, when, growing up, Dad used to say, if you uh, if you don't play basketball, you don't eat. So <laughs> I've been playing ever since I was a, ever, ever since I was a little fella. Yeah, mate, um, and obviously your connection to the NBL, you've had a couple of stints now, Adelaide, of course, and also Melbourne United, but this is now step-up time. But you're not a boy. I mean, you're not a little boy. I mean, you're 26 years of age, so you've been around, you've been around men and, and, the, and basketball at the, at the top level, of course, in your time at uh, University of Hawaii and the like. I mean, you're ready to go. I mean, you're ready to really step up. Yep, yep, I'm ready to go, mate. I'm uh, looking forward to it and... Uh... Just grateful for this opportunity to play for first and uh, play in front of the Red Army. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely cranking. We're looking forward to it. Of course, uh, the uh, Sports Entertainment Group, uh, uh, the new owners of the Perth Wildcats and, of course, uh, the owners of this radio network, which is fantastic. Hey, mate, you played in the uh, NBL1 competition for the North Adelaide Rockets and the Hobart Chargers. Averaged 18 points, 40% long range. I think you had nine rebounds, uh, three assists a game, a couple of blocks. You're in pretty good form. Oh yeah, it was going alright, mate. It's, I kind of got stitched up. We, I was, I was playing for a home, uh, at North Adelaide, and then I went down to Hobart, and I was only able to get five games in until the uh, lockdown came in. The season got put on hold, and then eventually cancelled. So, you know, I was, I was going alright. The team was rolling. We were playing pretty well, but uh, unfortunately, the season got cancelled. Alrighty, so now I'm gonna I'm gonna read a quote out um, from, of course, uh, well I think it's actually a quote from you in regards to the right. Wildcats pre- <laughs> a Wildcats press release. Jack Purchase oh, okay. is our guest. That's no, no, all good. It's all good. Alrighty, uh, I want to read this quote. I describe myself as a pick and pop four man, a stretch four man who can knock down the three ball. Can you explain in simple terms what that means to people who know have no idea what that is? Um, so I stand there, I set a screen for Bryce Cotton, he dribbles off, he throws it back to me when 
when he gets doubled, and then I shoot it from free and I knock it down. Thank you very Does much. Does that make sense? Oh, does it make sense, Purchase? That's exactly <laughs> what we want to hear, Jackie boy. Um, to play alongside Bryce Cotton, mate, I mean, you would have watched him for the last couple of years, the complete domination. Yep. I mean, the Wildcats were gallant in the playoffs last year. Without him, I thought they were absolutely courageous, and it was almost the best straight sets loss uh, you'll ever see in the NBL, of course, uh, without yep. Bryce Cotton. He's good, isn't he? Oh, he's unbelievable. He's probably he's one of the best imports to ever come into the league. For sure. I mean, just watching him watching him throughout the season last year, I remember I was sitting on the bench for uh, Adelaide last year, and I think we are up 20 at half time. and you get this feeling, you're like, oh, this isn't over yet, and then Bryce just brought, brought him back and did what he does and won him the game. It was, uh, it was amazing to watch. It is. They're also a very young group, the Perth Wildcats. Now, there's a few changes on their list, of course. A few, I mean, they've got a bit of an experience as well. And uh, look, they've got Vic Law, who's who's coming to the team. I think he's going to be an add up. Uh, he's going to be an add on. They've still got an import spot. Bryce Cotton could become an Australian any day soon now, and and that would open up another import spot for someone. Going to be pretty powerful, the Perth Wildcats. You must be incredibly excited to to be in such a huge franchise that really commands. And I know, being in Adelaide, uh, you understand what that's like. But this is three or four times bigger than that. I mean, oh, Perth yeah. Wildcats command front and back page. Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's it's uh, something that I can't put into words. I'm really excited to get out there, and it's going to be awesome. We got Vic Law coming in. He was one of the one of the better players in the league last year, and going to be able to guard him every day. He's only going to make me better. So I'm really looking forward to that challenge and uh, doing what I can to help out the team. Yeah, well, Scott Morrison, of course, the new coach, uh, already making noises. Danny Mills, who's running the, the front office operations. Mike Kelly's over here, of course, great player in his own right, and then also uh, coaching as well. I mean, so all it's going to be a, it's going to be a no excuse uh, ball um, ball club. When do you actually get over here at the moment, Jack? I know you're in Adelaide. When do you pack up and and join the rest of the crew? Yeah, I don't know. Not sure yet. I'm. I'm th- I think it'll happen pretty soon. I'll be over there, but don't have a date just as yet. But um. I'll speak to Danny and and uh, coach, and we'll see. What, we'll try and figure it out, and I'll, I think I'll be over there pretty soon. But I'm not. I'm not too sure when I'll be there. Just yet. Twenty-one degrees in Perth today. Purchase uh, oh, blue beautiful. sky, home of the AFL Grand oh. Final. Great man. Um, yep. Not bad. Beautiful, mate. I can't wait to get out there. <laughs> I might get a couple of tickets to the granny either. Oh, okay. Well, well, I might have to put you. If you can get here quickly, uh, you could be there. Yep. Uh, okay, I'm going to read out your stats from your Hawaii, uh, Hawaii senior years, of course, in Hawaii. One of three players to start all 31 games. Big West second team honours. Um, uh, you won the most outstanding player award that garnered the Art Woolaway. You co-led the team in scoring that year. You led the team in blocks. You were second on the team in rebounding. You led the team in scoring, rebounding uh, during the Big West action. You had three games of 20 or more. You recorded two double-doubles of the season. Um, how good was that experience when you look at someone like a, a Mooney, of course, who'd never played NBA but came across him, was a dominant big man in the competition last year? College ball, just explain to the listeners how important that is. I know that's a couple of years ago now, but if you can bring that form into a regular role here at the Wildcats, um, you're not going to be out of place. Yeah, well, first of all, I uh, I got to live in Hawaii for four Oh, what a shit. He was telling us he was living in Hawaii for four years. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Book him, Danu. Uh, nah, we'll leave him go. We'll leave him go. We'll, we'll get more. of. I'm sure when Jack Purchase arrives, we'll get him in the studio. He sounds like a pretty good, cool dude. Perth Wildcats, 
size and perimeter shooter. So just repeating, we might just cut up the pick and pop four-man bit because I want to explain that. So that's his quote, and now he's dumbed it down for our listeners, what a pick and pop four-man is. It's 21 degrees. Thanks, Jack. Jack Purchase joining us. Sorry that that line dropped out, but he's coming to the Wildcats. If he comes soon enough, he wants tickets to the grand final. That might have got him over the edge. Here we go, the Wildcatties. Yeah. Twenty-one and a half degrees, and the Raiders have just put one over the big sticks. The two seconds left to tie things up against the Ravens, twenty-seven apiece. NFL Monday Night Football, twenty-seven all. They trailed by a long way. They made a charge, fifty-five yards, using the American speak. A couple of seconds left. Monday Night Footy. At its finest, if you don't want to know that score, I do apologise. I forgot to give you a, a warning. Uh, I'm going to go through the names of everyone who's in Goslotto. You've got half an hour if you want to play, if you've just tuned in. And I've got the numbers for tonight. So if you are a part of our syndicate tonight, $20 million. Thank you. And thank you for listening to our show because this is what it's about. We love to know where you're listening to our show. Mick from Bunbury, Grant of Barracup, Richard from Eden, Track, Tractor from Spearwood. Have I told you the Tractor story? Mm. Slow the fire up the tractor. <laughs> Good on your tractor. Kerry of Bunbury, Cheech of Averley, Ben of York. Good on your Benny. Scott of Torquay in Victoria, Charlie of Hocking, Brad in Jero, Mully in Millbridge, Jared of Gillespie, Sunkist of Melville, uh, Travs in Claremont, Bex on the app. Doesn't tell us where, but she's on the app. Ray's in uh, Waruna. Good on your Ray. Phil's in Busso. Uh, Troy's in Bunbury, Mike in Palmyra, Steve in Eaton, Mickey, Mickey G in Mandura, Zach is in Williton, Sam in Bustleton, Kim in Beldivis, Karen is listening in Eaton, Westy's in Denmark, of course, Westy and the Benchwarmers, bit of Westy and the Benchwarmers, we love Westy and the Benchwarmers. Yeah! As it's Josh of Bunbury listening on SEN Spirit. Sam likewise. Paul's down on the app in Esperance. Benno's in Bayswater. Veronica's in Australian. Scotty's in Swanview. Craig in Bustleton. Starry's in Mullaloo. Sean is working the weeds in Mundajong. And Paul's in Ridgewood. If you want to be a part of that, 0487 736 736. Text us who you are and where you're listening. And our numbers, if you are playing along with us tonight, 3, 5, 6, 10, 18, 28, 30, 37, and 42. They're the numbers. So we've got <laughs> Chris Judd is three. Adam Chera will give number five or Dwayne Lamb. Don Pike can wear 10 or Michael Walters, Sonny Walters. Number 18 can be Tony Evans, Barney Evans, who played in that first Eagles premiership way back in 1992. Bit of Chris Lewis action at number 28. Be Louie Louie of Stephen Coops wore 28 for Frio. Peter Matera wore 30. We can bit of Peter Matera action. 37. 42 could be Chad Rintoul. Played for Adelaide and also played for West Coast. 37. Adam Selwood. I think Adam Selwood wore 37. Sellers. Anyway, let us know. 
356 10, 18, 28, 30, 37, 42. So if they're our numbers tonight, Goslotto and all those people, and if you want to play, you can still can. It's not too late. 0487 736 736. You can be a part of that, of course. Hamish Hartlett spoke this morning. Of course, Port Adelaide, 200 gamer almost. Um, didn't get a, a look in towards the end of the season. Strong, long-time servant of the footy club. He spoke on Kane and Hazy for breakfast on SENSA. He's been told he won't be offered a new contract. He's hoping to continue his career. We'll hear from Hamish Hartlett now. Double H, 21.7 degrees, Sporting Goss. I wake up this morning and, and just have received the most incredible amount of support from everyone, you know, players, coaches, um, you know, supporters that have um, hit me up on social media, they, these types of things. All the all their messages have been read, and I'm very, very grateful for that. So, yeah, certainly waking up this morning with a larger sense of optimism about um, where things are at and, and, I guess, some opportunities, hopefully, that might arise um, you know, going forward. So, yeah, I've still got some discussions to have with uh, Michael... My, uh, Michael Dowdy, my manager, about where things are at, and we'll, we'll test the waters elsewhere, and um, yeah, and hopefully an opportunity can arise. Twenty-two, twelve. Tyson Beatty, not far away. Star Spangled Banter, talking all things American sport. Ben Owen, Bustleton, Simon in Boyan up, and Mark in Lower King. And I had to Google Lower King. Where is Lower King? You ain't gonna get. This is how far SENWA goes. No, it is so low. When they say Lower King, if you go onto Google uh, or you go into Wikipedia or just Google Lower King, it shows a map and it's got the red dot. I would say it is almost the lowest point, and I mean that in the nicest possible way, of WA on the map. There's a red dot and it's Lower King. Now, I've done it. Lower King is a town in the great southern region. So this is because... Mark is listening to us. Thank you, Mark. He's in Lower King, which is in the Great Southern Region, 385 k's southeast of Perth. The closest populated town is Albany. It's located on the lower reaches of the King River on the western shore of Oyster Harbour. It was settled in the 1813s but was not gazetted until 1959. It had a population in 2011 of 1,738 Lower King. Have a look at it on there. So its coordinates is 34.97 south, 117.93 east. Wow. It's only way down the bottom there. I can't believe it. Anyway, that's how far we go here on SENWA. Sean Darcy has spoken on the Frio website about looking back at season 2021. He had a stellar year. He was one of the ups of... It was a pretty good season for Fremantle, to be honest. They had a lot of injuries which curtailed their probably their finals progress. But have a listen. Sean Darcy reflecting on season 2021 as a Fremantle docker. I think we, we showed some glimpses of what we can do and what we're capable as a group. Um, but really disappointing how we finished that last game. Um, we thought we, we could have made the eight and, and had a fair shake of it this year. But... Um, some performance and inconsistencies throughout games and weeks um, really hurt us and we're going to have to learn and get better through through this pre-season. Personally, I just wanted to be healthy again. Um, 
I had a knee injury early in, in the preseason, and that, that shot me down for a little bit. But um, yeah, just tried to play some good footy throughout the year, um, be healthy and be available for most of the games. For individually, probably Hawthorne down in Tassie. I thought um, I was marking the ball really well. Um, my hit outs were really strong, and around the contest, I thought our midfield played really good footy. And then probably as a team, the West Coast, um, we moved the ball really well in the first quarter. I think we scored 50 points. Um, the boys were looking really dangerous. Um, we were really strong. Our tackling was really fierce um, and something that we really want to be. The All-Australian squad has landed tonight. And the ruck front, there are three nominees. Yep. Sean Darcy, Max Gorn, Nick Natanui. It was a bit of a shock, a bit of an honour for me. Um, wasn't really expecting that. Um, so, yeah, I was really, really proud. and. I'm really excited when I heard the news. Yeah, I have quality mids underneath me, so um, it's pretty easy when you're hitting the balls to Andy, Fifey, Dave and Caleb. Um, they make the job a little bit easier. So, um, yeah, really lucky to work with a really good group of, of mids who really want to improve and try to get as much out of each other from each session. I worked really hard in the um, pre-season as my follow-up around the contest. I thought it's something um, that I know I can bring and I wasn't bringing um, until this year. So. Um, this off-season with the likes of Joel Corey. Um, we worked really hard last pre-season to get, the, uh, get better and um, be more cleaner with the ball on ground level, have an impact, so um, that, that was a big tick. <laughs> He's a superstar. Um, what you see from Dave is unbelievable every day. Um, he comes in, he delivers, um, he has time for every single bloke on the list. Um, he'll chat, um, very knowledgeable about the game. He's 36 and he's had his best year in quite a long time so just shows what kind of talent he has. Oh, keep being passionate and loyal fans like they are. Um, that was pretty good having 50,000 Purple Army screaming um, in the, the derby so um, yeah um, stick with us. Um, I, th I think that something's coming, something's building very well so um, next year's going to be even better. Star-spangled banter time, 21.8 degrees, 16 to 12. Just a quick one. G'day, Sausage, love your work. This is Dave from Hamilton in Victoria listening. Good on you, Dave. Thank you. Normally listen through Vic Sen. Of course, tuning in now. Good on you, Dave, and he's coming at the right time because our man Tyson Beattie, who did call the action, we uh, highlighted that, of course, yesterday, called the uh, SENWA action between South Fremantle and Claremont. What a ball burster that was. Unbelievable We're game. We're still waiting for Stav to give the answer about who's going to win the flag. <laughs> we played that yesterday too. Two remarkable games over the weekend in the WAFL Incredible. and this week SENWA live for South Fremantle and Subiaco, the second semi-final. 2.40 bounce down. Join us on SENWA. 27 all. This game uh, between the Ravens and, of course, the Raiders. Yeah. Now, the Raiders got up with two seconds to go with a 55-metre uh, kick from uh, Carson, I think his name is. Yeah, yards, yep. Yep, yep. Yards. Yep. He's none yards. No, no, they measure it by yards in what America. It's about 0.9 of a metre. Yeah, 55. Yep. Anyway, you should uh, know that. Yeah, uh, yeah okay. 27, uh, 27 all. It looked like they'd, uh, the Raiders had got the job done, and then they went for a review. They were all shaking hands on Monday night footy, and now they're still blind. Didn't quite cross the goal line. Uh, okay. So they've still got a couple of downs to try and get in, so the Raiders trying to get uh, on the board with a win in the overtime in the first round of the play of the season. So overtime, they play overtime until someone scores a try. 
a uh, touchdown. No, you, a touchdown or a field goal, but okay. they but you've only got ten minutes to do it, so it can end in a tie. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you very so much. Here we go. Now we'll just commentate this one. So Derek Carr and no uh, no touchdown scored there. So they got one more chance to score. Um, and we'll bring you that as we uh, go through this segment. At the start of the year, um, the Ravens and the Raiders, where would you have been? Yeah, <laughs> Baltimore, Baltimore expected to be very good. Their star quarterback, Lamar Jackson, has been fantastic in this game, former MVP. The Raiders are a bit of a tricky one. Um, they're in their brand-new sparkling stadium in Las Vegas. Uh, it would be fantastic to visit that at some point. Uh, but I think they could be better than people think, and certainly this game has proven that they've got more weapons, perhaps, than we first thought. Okay, I mean, I've been, every time I've, I've been very busy um, uh, with the show, obviously, but I have popped my eyes up on it a couple of times. Here we go. And, oh, bounced off his helmet. Oh, no, that's a disaster. So it's been intercepted by the Baltimore Ravens in the end zone, which means that the Ravens will get a chance to win the game on this next series. So they've gone. What happens now? So now they go on offense. So the, the okay. defense has made an incredible play, making an interception, turns the ball over back to the offense for Baltimore, and now yep. they'll have a chance to go down and win the game. So, so this would pa- be a, a remarkable the, turnaround. The pass hit the bloke on the helmet. You see, it's a reflection, a deflection. He goes number four, throws it. Yep. This Bang! is this right is like the... a, that's like a falcon in the NFL, yeah. <laughs> and and the ricochet got got caught wow. by a Baltimore player. So uh, the Raiders, very popular team worldwide, big brand, aren't they? The the old Raiders. They used to be in LA. They were in Oakland. And now in Las Vegas, but um, yeah, well, I've noticed uh, a lot of the uh, the A listers are there. They just have little. Uh, they do a montage of the A listers watching. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. being at an Eagles game. Rightio, the Chiefs and the Browns game. Uh, what about this? A preview of the AFC Championship game. No, no. no. So what I want to so so when we do this weekly segment, just so we got some continuity week okay, to hang week. On, hang on, hang on. I know it's your show. Hey, no, no, no. I'm happy. Look at me. Yep. I come over yep. here. Yep, go I'm happy. For you to come in with great concept, good, bad, ugly, I love it. Yep. And we'll, we'll even get it. But so can you introduce it properly? Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> if you had showed up on time, we could have had a production <laughs> meeting. <laughs> oh, you know what? Dur- I knew as soon as you looked at your watch as I walked in, you, you looked straight down. You didn't look at me. You Correct. looked straight at your watch. Correct. I knew you were, you were grumpy with me. And that's fine. I accept that. I'm the king. Let's take a break. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll sort this out in the ad break. This is Star Spangled Banter. We're going to have a production meeting in the next three minutes. You grab yourself a coffee. We'll be back in a moment. Maybe. This is Sporting Goss. <laughs> ah, the good, the bad, the ugly time in Star Spangled Banter. Breaking news. That legend that you were telling me about, he just got sacked. Yeah, just quickly before we get to the good, the bad, the ugly, a regular segment on Sp- Star Spangled Banter. Uh, it is a fumble by the Ravens. Back to the Raiders. 4.20 to go. They yeah. still have a chance to win the Las Vegas Raiders. They're driving now, so we'll update that as that goes on. Uh, just quickly, though. <laughs> so the good, the bad, uh, the, the, over the weekend, I noticed some really interesting results. Usually things really tip upside down to what you think is going to happen at the start of the NFL season. The good, the best game, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cleveland Browns, that was a ripping game. The Cleveland Browns, who I've got pegged for a Super Bowl appearance this year, they went down in the last couple of minutes of the game, lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, but those two teams look really good. I'm pretty convinced they're the best two teams in the AFC and probably be in the AFC Championship game, the equivalent of the preliminary final in the NFL, Goss. Ugly? No, the, bad? The bad, the bad first. The good, the ugly, the, the bad. bad. It's a good the, movie. The, <laughs> Buffalo, the, 
The Buffalo Bills are expected to be right up there this season. They were disappointing going down to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, that was a bit of a shock. They got bullied by the Pittsburgh defence. And now qu- questions are, are they pretenders? We're going to find out probably over the next couple of weeks. Alrighty. The ugly guys, yes. Green Bay. What about Goodness them? What happened to the Buck? Well, the New Orleans Saints moved their, t- their game from New Orleans to Jacksonville because of uh, the problems in New Orleans at the moment. So they played in, in Jacksonville and the Saints obliterated Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, disgraceful. So there's a lot of questions now in Green Bay. They're also expected to be up there to you know for a Super Bowl chance this year. So Ugly it, performance by them. So is that it's good, bad, ugly. That's the end of that that's, segment? That's correct, yeah. Right, okay. okay, so can I move on to the next part of it? This is good. I'm liking this. Bit of preparation. Uh, what about the LA Rams quarterback, Matt Stafford? Is he, I mean, he would have to be in the conversation about recruit of the year. We talk about recruits of the year because there's big free agents, right? You're acting like you really know what you're talking about here, which I appreciate your research. Thank you. Matt Stafford, uh, a 13-year veteran, and we've got a result in this uh, Raiders game, by the way. So the Oakland uh, the Oakland Raiders, always called the Oakland Raiders, they're now the Las Vegas Raiders. They have won in overtime, 33 to 27. I hope we don't get abused by any of the um, SEN fans that love to keep the scores no, as you mentioned. I've already done that before. Okay. Yes, right. if you okay. don't want to know the score, yep. look away now. Thirty-three to twenty-seven in overtime. Big result for <laughs> the Raiders in front of a capacity crowd in Las Vegas. The recruit of the year, Matt yes. Stafford. So he was a thirteen-year veteran for Detroit. Never won a playoff game. Been there three times. Playing in a really, really bad team. Everyone wondering what would he be like on a good team. Traded to the LA Rams. Great defense. He was sensational in a thirty-four to fourteen win over the Bears. Their window is wide open. The Rams could be a Super Bowl smoky this year. What about Aussie Watch? Uh, I thought there was more than this, but you've gone through it with a fine-tooth comb, and who am I to uh, have a crack at the great uh, quarterback that you were? Um, there's a lot of Aussies playing in this uh, on this weekend. Who are they? So Aaron Sipos, we yes. talked about his great game, and there's a lot of attention that's always on, Aaron, on, on guys like Aaron Sipos because they played in the AFL. But some of these other guys that you might have heard about before, Jordan Berry, yes. um, good player. He's been with Pittsburgh before. He's got a new team now, the Vikings. Mitch Wishnos who's the Perth kid, um, came through the Perth development and Colts system. Cam Johnson, uh, fantastic as well, and Michael Dixon. So we've had some really good performances by all uh, five punters in the first week of, of round uh, the first round one and uh, but but what about Jordan Malatea? So this is a 170 kilogram offensive ah. lineman. So this guy was with the under 20 South Sydney Rabbitohs, and they said, "Look, you're just a bit too big to play rugby league." <laughs> 170k. What do I do if, I, if I'm too big to play rugby league, but I'm still a good athlete? What do I do? Well, you go and play in the NFL and you go and earn millions of dollars. That's wow. what he's gone done. So he signed a massive contract. He was really impressive in his. So what does he do? Debut. He's just one of those big blokes that blocks the other opposition. Yeah, so when you move the ball on offense, you can either throw it or pass it, and yeah. you need these big guys on the front line that can create holes for you to run and then protect your quarterback when you pass it. So yeah. you've got two jobs. Mate, you're, like, you're a road grader to try and make room for, for the running back to run, or you protect the quarterback when he passes. A little birdie told me that you have been uh, appointed to the board of Gridiron West as a director. Yes. What am I getting myself in for, guys? (laughs) Yeah, so people didn't know, uh, there is actually a Gridiron League in WA. It's got about 10 teams. There's juniors, there's women's as well. Now it's really growing. Participation's gone through the roof. Uh, I played it about 20 years ago before I went to the States, uh, after a season after a season at CBC, I went down there and played one year just to get to know the game. It's now grown uh, massively, and if people are interested, they can go to gridironwest.com.au find out more. Are the Bears still in it? Was there a team called the Wanneroo Bears? The Wanneroo Bears back in the 90s. Yeah. Wow, gosh, that's a long time ago. No, they don't exist anymore. They were part of the original team, um, but the 10 teams that, that are in there now are pretty uh, pretty significant.
in terms of numbers and growth. Here's the end of the game. This was the game we're talking about, Raiders versus the Ravens. Can't lose any yards here. Gonna throw. Drake picked up the pressure all alone is Zay Jones, and he will prance into the end zone for the touchdown and the victory in overtime for the Raiders. And this celebration is for real. Yeah, they celebrated before. They yeah. celebrated like they won the Super Bowl. Well, Every game means so much. Only a 16-week season, remember that? Or 17 points now. in the last quarter. Oh, yeah, that's, that's significant. And in overtime as well. Thanks for coming in. On you guys. Really good. Just be on time. Tyson, buddy, do love our chats. And thank you for all your feedback. If you like Star Spangled Banner, let us know. The lines are always open. Good luck tonight. Nifty, you're in from Bustleton. You can be the last member of our syndicate tonight. $20 million goals lotto. Tomorrow's show, Jeff White, former number one draft pick, Fremantle Docker, but made his name for Melbourne's going to join us. And a bit of a forerunner, Gillian Goss on Friday, Russell Robinson, high-flying demon, and Danny Southern will join us as well. Huge Friday show. Don't forget, download the app, listen on the podcasts. This has been Sporting Goss. Chris Clafuna, Special K, well played. Well done, Alex. Back tomorrow from 10.